0: This episode of The Last King Podcast is brought to you by furries. Furries, making the rest of us nerds look pretty normal.
1: The Last King podcast, episode number. Actually, we kind of forgot which nine, one we're at. ten. We might be ten because the last one <laughs> that we recorded was definitely a nine, and that was the special STGCC episode oh, with all the groundbreaking interviews and whatnot. I'm your host, Mr. Toffee, and this is Shafiq right here, the co-host. Yes, of
0: the, show. the other guy, man. STGCC. Oh, I am so winded still from that experience oh wow yes got it's them really two full days mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I, you think it's hard enough podcasting on a weekly basis from the comfort of the studio no
1: <laughs> once you take it on the road damn <laughs> yeah. and I had, I had to make sure that the mic that we actually use was actually sort of far like two fists away from us because if you it gets too close you gotta see the gonna hear the peas and the whatnot very very it will just distort the audio. In Mr. other words, Toffee maybe I might here. need to have a... Like another pop filter on hand in the future. Another pop filter, Mr. Toffee getting really technical with the equipment. Uh. But, Secondary. okay,
0: you know, props to, you know, sorting that out and uh, getting some professional-looking gear. I think would be less impressive if we were to walk around with a laptop and a USB yeah, mic, though. And very cumbersome, <laughs> too.
1: I have no idea how I'm going to carry that shit around anyway. But this
0: is definitely the shape of things to come. Uh, we're getting better gear. We're getting, uh, you know, better equipment. Hopefully, we're going to try to make this as professional-sounding as possible. I mean, I'm pretty sure the fans out there are really looking forward to uh, improved production values. So far, no complaints, though. I mean, there are some people who actually gave me some feedback and they were telling me, like, they kind of like the (laughs) lo-fi... Like, kind of aesthetic, the DIY kind of, like, stylings that we have, you know? Very underground, very rebel radio, but at the same time, it's like... We may have to, you know, evolve in this at a certain point in time. Yo, I've been joking about this since episode one, man. I'm ready to sell out, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Right now. Right, I think we should give a bit of (laughs) shout-outs to... uh,
1: Maybe, like, a little retrospective, a very tiny one, like... Give a shout-out to some of the guys we met during SDGCC again.
0: I mean, yeah, that was the best part about going down to SDGCC, just making new friends, you know? I mean, like, okay, you were
1: basically playing catch-up with some of your... uh... Quite a lot of people. Uh, I was talking to JustSaying.Asia. I was talking to Geek Culture, who I've been still, you know, talking to and still work with these guys, like, on a very, you know, happy, freelancing basis. part-timer.
0: But, yo, shout-outs to JustSaying.Asia. Okay, especially shout-outs to uh, Ryan... (laughs) Actually I like to call him Flash But yeah Ryan is cool Why do
2: you call him Flash? It
1: was the first time I met him He was wearing a Flash t-shirt
0: Yo really? Yeah it was Damn son I'm gonna call him Mr. T You know for rocking the Mohawk (laughs) But hey Yo Ryan If you're listening to this episode Everybody Okay all the fans Of The Last King Okay We are pimping his shit Okay Please check out Crimson Star A Singaporean superhero Okay our boy here Ryan Is kickstarting His very own uh, Graphic novel Comic I think it's going comic. to be... It's going to be
1: a comic series. It's going
0: to be a series, okay? So, I mean, like... uh, Basically, for just $2, okay? $2 of your money, okay? You'll get two issues.
1: Yeah. And yeah? $2 is easy to come by. Like, what? In
0: this day and age. Yeah, I mean, especially with the, your GST rebates and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but, but we've talked to this guy before, he is a legit creator. You know, I had the best
0: conversation in a while over at STGCC. I mean, he hung out with us in the media lounge and it was like basically just shooting the shit. And yo, I mean, like. He actually had the best version of Suicide Squad. In his head, <laughs>
1: yes.
0: which will never see
1: light because Warner Brothers right now is still out happy its small glasses. their I, asses. You know? I, I,
0: he should just do the fan ver- the fan fiction, the fan version. I'll yeah. draw that shit. But ill, anyway. I'll be dead guy number five. <laughs> got shot by <laughs> dead shot or something. I want to be Slipknot and I live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> Slipknot don't play that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, yo, okay. So shoutouts to Ryan. Check out his uh, Kickstarter. I mean, just look for Crimson Star, a Singaporean superhero. Pledge $2. He'll, he'll promise you two issues. Uh, as of this recording, I think he's got about almost uh, 30 more days to go.
1: Yeah, 34 more days. And he's yeah, on his way days. to
0: like hitting his target. So, you know, do check it out, okay? It's going to be... Uh, well, how is he pitching it? I mean, it was basically a Singaporean comic book... With a Singaporean hero, set in Singapore, 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 yeah. I live in Singapore, born in Singapore, well, I'm Singaporean.
1: Um, just a little recap, I'm just going to read from the site, you know. Fundy, a 26-year-old Singaporean, working in New York. Such a coincidence. Yep. Misses <laughs> his family, his friends, and most of all, the food in Singapore. Yada yada, mm-hmm. he missed all the stuff. However, caught in a battle between the extraterrestrial Starlight and her nemesis Dead Star... Finally, he finds himself gifted with the same powers as the alien superhero and locked in a battle against a cosmic threat. Of course, he wants to stay out of this antics, so he decides to just return to quiet Singapore, who sort of lost touch with the whole superhero thing happening across the rest of the world and New York. So, but unfortunately... They... So, he kind of wants to keep it this, this thing low profile. So, but... he's staying here in Singapore, he's trying to be low profile, trying to avoid all this action, but the action comes to him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, nothing is going to be the same. I mean, there'll be enemies popping up so... in Singapore on a more weekly basis or so, who knows? I don't on know. the coming to... I turn out. Yo, But, but it, it's gonna mm. be an inter- interesting ride, you know. there gotta so, be an inter- inter- interesting ride. So I'm really looking forward to uh,
0: checking this show out. I mean, this this comic book out, okay? So, but, yo, Ryan, okay, thanks for keeping us company during the doldrums of SDGCC, especially when you had to rest our feet from all the walking. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect it. I mean, okay, the thing is, right, this SDGCC, if you do realize, right, okay, it's in it a smaller venue. But I I did.
1: There's a lot of things to walk around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of sights and sounds and whatnot, and some panels to see. Even though all the panels are happening at one stage. Uh, but but okay, other shout outs, You got Sonny Liu. Thanks for spending time to talk with us. Yeah, definitely. All yeah. the cosplayers as well who talked with us like a bit here and there, mm. and also help take photo fo- help uh, help us take our photos. You know. I'll well, be displays and whatnot, you know, showing off your work, <laughs> showing off your awesome kit.
0: Yeah, but also yo, shout outs, okay, to the guest. Yep, stars. Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor. Tom, super cool dude, okay. I, no airs about him. And Brooke Allen, okay. One of the creative forces behind Lumberjanes. Yep, my yep. new favorite all female comic book, <laughs> yeah, I man. guess. Yo, I was, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of embarrassed, you know, when we had to do the interview and I had no idea, but I mean, like, yo, props to you for, uh, Holding down the the lumberjanes knowledge, yep, yep. and it's like, but yo, I picked up myself a copy, and
1: uh,
2: it's good stuff, right, isn't it?
0: I didn't expect it to go that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like really surprised at how like you know the supernatural and the more magical elements kind of worked very well with yeah. the story, and how like you know. I believe
1: she, uh, Brooke, clearly did mention um, that she was really big on the gem reboot. Really? Uh, yeah, and no, no, I mean not the movie reboot. I'm talking about mm. the comic reboot. The really cool one. that's not the, the really cool pop art. Is she involved in that? Uh, no 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 no. I don't believe so. Yo, as a child, the eighties, jam? And she and she also loved that show too, I'm the old eighties
0: show. Dude, that's my first wet dream right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also the my little Girls bunny. with Blue Hair before
1: anime yep, sign yep. me. up. Uh, friendship, <laughs> friendship and magic, right? Friendship is magic. Magic friendship,
0: friendship is magic, yes. Mr. Toffee, how dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to a brony here. Oh man, so sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay, one of my Guilty
1: pleasure? No, I'm proud of it. I'm a fan of the show. Okay? But I think that's about all the shout-outs we got so far. I, oh. mean, I mean, all the people we interviewed at the last... For the last episode, we thank you so much for helping us out. Okay, giving the time of day, okay, especially, Um, uh, I mean, also shout outs to
0: the guys at the Power9 Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, for holding it down for magic here in Singapore I mean, in the age of Hearthstone and upcoming, like, you know, like Gwent. The is, El-
1: yeah, Gwent and Elder Scrolls Legends, I believe. You know, yeah.
0: Their card game, you know, like, this is the OG uh, fantasy-based card game, collectible card game. Yo, this is still, the difference is, this is a collectible card game. So, yeah. It's still about investing in cards, okay? I mean, I personally lost touch since... Portal, I believe. Yeah, back... That was 97 or 98. That's like prime time for me going to national service. So I Really no time to, like, keep up with this. And by the time I got out of national service, you know, I kind of lost track and...
1: You know, props to Magic for bringing back uh, my favourite race from Fallen Empires. Oh, what was it The that? spores and the talents. <laughs> like, they just multiply <laughs> like fuck, man. Now they have, like, a bunch of really powerful cards that involve these little dudes. Oh, the lichens. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> the little phthalates. Yeah, the fun- fungi. Yes.
2: Oh, punch Mushroom people, mushroom people. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're such fun guys. Yes.
0: <laughs> man, not man. Right. No, but, you shoutouts to them you know I'm getting interested in playing magic again actually you know, I mean I'm I'm not suffering from Hearthstone burnout I'm, I'm still playing I'm still trying to climb the ranks I smear to get legendary okay ever since like three expansions ago yo the meta <laughs> nowadays and Hearthstone is like really
1: wild wild west now especially with the I think at this point there's was, a new expansion or what's that one night in Cal- uh, yeah well, then, the evil the, mentioned? The, the night European. at the opera yo
0: that I mean the Beauty and the Beast references, the artwork, the silliness of it all, but
1: like, I kind of like reading the uh, captions of the cards too. That, oh, that's the flavor fucking, text! Yeah, the flavor text is so good. Like yeah. humorous, but you know, It also pokes fun at the lore itself as a whole, which is nice. Yeah, definitely. But... I even like the comedy from the last one. The what's that when they're fighting um the lich the lich king's a, a servant. What's his name? Cool, cool. Cool. Keltuza, Keltuza. Cool. Oh, Keltuza. Keltuza. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool in the gang.
0: Okay. <laughs> cool, you and the gang. <laughs> yo. Abbot. Keltuza and the gang. <laughs> but okay, enough love to Hearthstone. Definitely Magic the Gathering. The scene is still strong as ever here Super in Singapore. Strong, yeah. Do check out our new friends over at the Power9 podcast. I hope I'm getting that right, you know, because. It should be, right? Yeah, Power 9. The Power 9 podcast. Yeah, because uh-huh. you, know, you know the
1: reference. Yo, right?
0: I mean, they are also OGs
1: in the whole podcast yeah. thing. They've got like 70, 80 episodes up there already? I mean, you know that Magic may have gone off the fire and went to bring back Ancestral Recall in its own legit flavor. Oy. <laughs> yeah, And even Dark Ritual, because that card, I think, got shuffled out because... I think one mana for three free black mana is actually pretty good, no matter what. No, oh, but man, I
0: had the worst reality check ever when I was talking to those guys because I basically I was like talking to them about like my old combos, <laughs> you know, my black lotus, life tap, fireball shit, you know. And then, oh, you
1: mean vintage? I'm like oh, it's called vintage. Yes, it's vintage now. <laughs> <Yes>. Damn. <laughs> I think we may have said that in the last podcast. Oh, We man. went on with the vintage show.
0: Shout-outs to podcast. the last podcast. Okay, if you have not heard all our exclusive interviews with all the guests over SDGCC and our coverage, okay, please do check it out, okay? All yeah. right. I
1: think we can get on with the new stuff for the episode. Like, uh, we've actually seen a couple of movies. Well, actually, one each, actually. Yeah, I mean, so, we've been busy. <laughs> do you want to start or do you want me to start? You know
0: what? Let's start. Well, let's...
1: Ease them into. <laughs> okay, let's
2: ease
1: them into the really uh, all-ages fair. So I've been watching Kubo. I watched Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo and the Two Strings. Yes. Tell me. Yes, this is a story set in a sort of mythological, Japan-like <laughs> Mythological? Style. Mythological, yeah, yeah. We're drunk already?
0: Yes, we are. I think I already had a bit shout of cider. shout out to cider. Yep. Strong bro. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, we're in the, like,
1: a very Japanese-influenced uh, myth kind of area. They never sta- Plainly stated it's Japan or whatnot. Mm. The, the the story just starts as is. With uh, the little story so about the Moon King and whatnot. But, but I mean, this is an American production. Yeah, or... American production from like a, but, The guys who did ooh, uh, Paranorman. Paranorman. yeah, Paranorman. Yeah, yeah. Paranorman's an awesome film. And I'm, I'm not sure about Box Trolls. I heard that was pretty alright too. But Paranorman is mm-hmm. going to be that one movie for me. But anyway, Kubo on Two Strings about this little boy who has to find his pieces of armor after the shit hit the fan in his village. Mm. Because was not supposed to stay out at night. He's supposed to come back at home... After six PM, when the bell rings, okay. because is actually because his mom asked him to. His mom is actually more active at night because she's sort of like born from the skies oh, and stuff. Okay, which okay. is actually revealed. Wait, wait the are beginning. we spoiling anything? In no, the no, review? this is actually from the beginning. This is like the first fifteen minutes, and then when he's already out after doing some stuff involving uh, lanterns. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> after doing some lanterns and stuff, and then when night hits, that's when the shit hits. There were two of these evil witches. We don't know who they are yet. Hunting him down, and then his mom, in a last desperate attempt, she used a bit of her magic to send her off far away, and made her stone, and made his little made his little monkey charm into an into an uh, animated monkey kind of creature thing, (laughs) voiced by Charlie Stone. Everybody playing the monkey. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. And then along the way, he comes across Matthew McConaughey as a as a beetle, samurai beetle. And then the rest is basically like I an I am adventure.
0: really trying to imagine how he's going to pull that off.
1: You should watch it. It's really good. Okay. Now, in, now basically I, I, the whole I, I, story... Matthew
0: McConaughey. I'm a samurai beetle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, be like about, down half, you uh, know what I like about other little female beetles? You know, I I, I grew up and they stay the same
1: age. <laughs> so the adventure starts where I have to find like, the, the sword the armor and the helmet to all that. Fetch quests. Yes, it's a fetch (laughs) quest. In fact, it's basically a Legend of Zelda story to me, but the best kind. You know, like, I don't think Nintendo's... Nintendo might make one in the future, but as of right now this is the best we're gonna get Sounds when it comes more like, to Legend of Zelda film it kind of re- feels, with Japanese mythos things thrown in
0: I mean it kind of feels like Simon's Quest more to me because like does something else happen after 6pm is there a night and
1: day situation uh, no night and day situation the night, oh. the night thing already happened at the first 15 20 minutes of the film mm. it's just that you know the quest happens a lot of revelations happen which you can probably see a mile away but it does not matter because the movie is told really alright really really great and it looks phenomenal oh. Okay. Like really, really beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I just want to just press pause. When I was watching a movie and rewind it so I can see how these creatures and whatnot are being modeled and done. This is all stop motion and stuff. Everybody. I mean, did you see this in IMAX or in digital? This or... is digital. So imagine how mind blowing must be and I on IMAX. Is it available in IMAX here in Singapore? It should be. Yes. It cool. is so phenomenally beautiful. Like these. Mm-hmm. Like I really did your homework when it comes to like doing the whole Japanese Beatles thing with the huts. With the, with the samurai armor on certain statues and whatnot. Even the monkey fur on monkey. It's like, you know, like the food, you know, like the, 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 the hot springs monkey, the one with the red faces. It's like so, you know, very tangy. one uh, are, very... are those called? Macaques? Are they not macaques? Uh, no, not macaques. Macaques is China. cha uh, In Japan, uh, they have a different name, but... <laughs> You know those, spot, the, those the hot spring, spring monkeys. monkeys. Hot spring monkeys, yeah, some red face monkeys. That's really cool. Yeah, like the fur moving up and down. You know, especially when she has water thrown in. No, her but I thought like her when off fluffy and shit. Oh, more... I forgot to mention that uh, Kubo has the power to, to use origami as magic. What? Basically, he can form birds. he can form some like little tiny samurais, little things as like minions and whatnot to to summon. He actually tells stories in the village, you know, like singing stories to tell uh, what's at the tale of uh, this Hanzo, this legendary samurai who has to kill a bunch of creatures and whatnot and find mythical armor and stuff. But he could never end the story because his mom at the beginning would never, does not remember how, to end, how the story end, ended. And this all flows very smoothly, much better than how I'm explaining it, actually. It's all told in a very slow manner for a one hour and a half film or even less than that. Oh, okay. It's just really, really well done. I mean, it's simple, but I believe they purposely made it simple so that we can actually experience the dialogue and, of course, the visuals and the action scenes all choreographed, choreographed really, really well. There is a really huge set piece in the middle of the show. I'm not gonna spoil, and they actually showed off how they did it at the end, at the, the end credits and whatnot. Oh, really? They were yeah. showing the behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes for that, and it's like, oh, dude, this is fucking huge, honestly but I thought this would be more like stop motion style it or? is stop motion this is stop motion dude oh. this this set piece is basically like I think taller than both of us top to bottom height combined even taller than me? I don't know, exactly <laughs> Oh, Not the surprise right? I mean but for one and a half hours I mean how was the pacing? Uh, pacing's done really well like everything just flows really good You, it's telling a cohesive story mm. like I said like a Legend of Zelda story imagine it was actually framed as a one and a half hour film Okay. Animated really well So That's all I'm gonna gush about it It's really good Characters are interesting And they're fun And you kinda You kinda give a shit about what, What's happening along them And The story itself And the action Everything just flows in magically You know oh, really? A lot of imagination Being used here and there But um, Okay I don't think there is a pro- Okay I guess My only no issue flaws? is No flaws Well Maybe the twist You can see it coming a mile away But that's it But this is But what? it's a kid's film I mean that's sort of expected. You can't really go too deep into making certain things. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, maybe Paranormal is like the best how they handle the twist, but again, nothing can, nothing, not much can be Paranormal. I
0: really want to re- rewatch Paranormal because, like, the thing is, right, there's so many similar movies, like, similar style movies. I keep, like, getting flashbacks of, like, Hotel Transylvania
1: and Oh no no Hotel Monster's House yeah, for
0: no. some reasons like, I can't really remember Paranorman I remember yeah, I liked it a lot You better watch it again Yes
1: You better watch it again Because okay. Monster House uh, tra- Hotel Transylvania got nothing on Paranorman Yeah that's true I Although think, Kubo- I do
0: remember it being extremely
1: well done and well made yeah, yeah. And that same kind of storytelling albeit slightly less complex is actually in Kubo and the Two Strings How long has it been since the last output? Uh, I think Box Trolls was last year Really? Yeah I heard it was okay, but I didn't bother watching it because it did look a bit too fluffy to me. Too fluffy? I don't know. It <laughs> seemed a bit like one of those. It could be one of those brainless, pandering for children kind of films. Man, and you know what? To everyone here who are watching um, other animated films, not uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, please watch Kubo and the Two Strings. It needs a lot of love. I went to the mm-hmm. cinema and it opened like last week. Uh-huh. The cinema, even though it's like a public holiday as we're recording this, it's like empty? half empty what the Whoa. fuck man this is really good maybe animation came and out good opening yeah. Yeah. it's really good storytelling guys please guys and girls who like pop culture you owe it to yourself <laughs> to watch this film which is more than I can say for fucking Shin Godzilla <laughs> <laughs> I know I gotta I gotta get back there I took I, Yo. I did your review I thought it was okay Good can't be that bad I saw it you, you, you know nice, me, dude. man. You're too nice, man. You, Six out of ten? Fuck that. It's a two out of fucking ten. <laughs> DIT, I know, should fucking retire after doing this film, dude.
0: Nah, man. He still promises us like an Evangelion live action fuck thing. right? that really. honestly. If you don't care, if, 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 if
1: these movies <laughs> are any indication, fuck him. No, honestly. Look. I think all the anime guys have probably sent sort of me some hate me after the I wasn't
0: being too nice to Godzilla, okay? It's, it's a very sarcastic 6 out of okay. 10. Okay, okay fine. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll buy that. I'll buy that. So. I, I don't so... know. But you finally saw this flick, huh? Yeah. I mean, I warned you. I told you to You watch did, them. you
2: did. Yes, yes. I
1: thought, <laughs> okay, it can't be that bad. It is. It, it is. is. very it's bad. It's worse. <laughs> Yo, I'm still
0: having, like, you know, PTSD uh, kind of flashbacks from, like, man,
1: I paid money uh, to watch this. But um, it was nice yeah. to actually use the whole Godzilla theme. At the middle, when Godzilla was evolving, and at the end, that
0: was nice. How do we segue into Godzilla from Kubo and the two streets? Japan, I guess. Japan? <laughs> Japan and Japan fl- infused, Japan flavored Western yeah. animation. Okay, but seriously, like. Thank you, Hideaki Ono, for even and parts of Caricano, <laughs> but fuck off, man. Leave I'm God- sorry. Leave man. Godzilla alone. <laughs> Yo, but. Uh, okay, I don't want to talk about Godzilla anymore. Okay, good. I think Let's I've go done enough. <laughs> okay, but seriously, okay. Uh, without spoiling much, any other highlights you want to kind of bring up about Kubo or anything that maybe will entice people, maybe for fans of animation or just good storytelling? It's both really okay. good
1: storytelling and really good animation, which I can't spoil, except for what Kubo using origami to fight. I mean, that's in the trailer, right? distract and, you know, make really cool stories with uh, really cool uh, guitar playing and whatnot. Okay, I mean, okay, then we gotta do this. What's the number rating? Uh, number rating? Nine out of ten. Nine, an almost perfect. Yeah, score. almost perfect. What's that? It's one a simple thing? <laughs> story that's just trying to be simple. The one thing is like, Maybe as adults, as as well as a well bit as human too adults, predictable. Can be predictable, but it's mm. a good kind of predictable. So the good kind, you know, the one where I'm so odd because again, you watch a like a film for how good it fucking looks. But like, if you want to stack it up against like Paranorman. Paranormal would still be like... A 10? 9 out,
0: 9 out of 10 still, and it's still a 10-ish. What would be, what would be the 10 out of 10 for you then? What, is it still Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, that's a 10 out of 10 for me. That's a perfect movie to you. Yes. Even... Which I keep watching <laughs> over and over again. Even the remastered version with the Marilyn Manson edition. Wait, there's a
1: Marilyn Manson edition? You're you sh- didn't you hear sh- about this? You shitting me, right? Yo, he
0: re-sang uh, This Is Halloween. Okay, I think that an... busts it down to a six out of ten, <laughs> man. What the fuck? I All mean, right. I mean this was Marilyn Manson, probably golden age of the
1: grotesque era. I
0: mean there is an you have not heard of the anniversary edition.
1: I I, I don't want to now after you uh, told me this. Oh keep no. keep it real, keep it true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's but this? what's but, this? But, <laughs> but, no.
0: No, but no. I think Marilyn Manson did a good job re- redoing the track, but I don't think it's in the movie. Oh wait, maybe it could be. If it's
1: in the movie, what the fuck, man? No, I just remember. What the- did Tim Burton approve this
0: shit? I just remember I was looking for this uh, collector's edition anniversary, and then like there was some hype. There was like maybe some clip I saw online where Marilyn Manson was kind of being. So like maybe. he's involved
1: in this. I don't remember there was an album where they paid tribute to the songs of Nightmare Before Christmas. So maybe? they had they had "My Chemical romance, they had Marilyn Manson, Man. and Jonathan Who, uh, uh Jonathan from Coin. Davis. Davis, right? Davis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Jonathan, Jacob Hyman Smith. Ah oh, fuck it. <laughs> what? But yeah, but anyway, yeah, that was an album that Jonathan Rhys Davis? Yeah, Jonathan Rhys Davis. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just Jonathan Davis. Yeah. Yeah, there's an album that exists where they do covers covers of those songs. Maybe I'm that's, thinking that's about that. Maybe that's know. that's actually not bad. Because that's a tribute.
0: Oh, I'm surprised. I didn't think that you'd be giving Nightmare Before Christmas a stand-up on It's
1: really good. Perfect. Short, sweet, good twist. I mean, good spin on the story. I mean, what the fuck would happen if some dude from Halloween were to fuck up Christmas? Jack Skellington. His name is Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington, yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so... Uh...
0: 9 out of 10, Kubo and the Two Strings, yes, heavily, worth watch. heavily, heavily recommended. recommended, watch
1: it in the cinemas. Amazingly, these kid, this kids' films are pretty good. I mean, I may not be a fan of The Jungle Book, but again, that's good. Um, I reviewed Pete's Dragon, that was pretty good too, 8 out of 10, like I mentioned. Kubo and the Two Strings, 9 out of 10, mm. kids' films, all great. Mm. Amazing. Well. Like, who would have thought, actually?
0: Well, I mean, if you, you think to... about it, animation in general is getting smarter than usual. I mean, yeah. like look at Rick and Morty, look at Adventure Time. Yeah, yeah they're definitely for a, yeah. designed for smarter kids. I mean, which they, is good. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Thankfully, there yeah. is, there's that that little bit of extra stuff for the older individual to appreciate, while the kids can still enjoy it for its face value, for mm-hmm. its animation, its cool characters, and its yeah. design. But yeah, okay. You've convinced me. I'm going to go check out this movie. Cool one two strings. I think it's nice. still playing right now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I might next be able to catch next... a matinee wait, wait, somewhere.
1: Next, together with Secret Life of Pets, I think that's why. Because that came out. And people actually like the DreamWorks. Oh. you see eyeball shit. I mean, I'm not saying that movie's bad. They're I going to okay. toe in the
0: cinema right now. Yeah, that's not a good Man. thing. Man. I guess
1: that's why it's
0: I think, doing shit I think, yo, here. this brings back memories of like, you know what was my favorite movie? One of my favorite animations? Animated movies. I'm sorry. Yeah, what was it? Was fucking How to Train Your Dragon Part Two.
1: That was good. And that was, that was going
0: toe to toe with Frozen, if you recall. Fuck. That's yeah. why that movie didn't succeed. I mean, for such an adult tale,
1: for such, I mean, I like the first one a bit more, but yeah, the second one. The second one has big merit.
0: Added so much character development and depth, and like,
1: it it was
0: mind blowing that why is Frozen getting all this hype. Sure, the songs are catchy, but Frozen so,
1: was actually okay. I like I it Frozen. I don't know,
0: man. It's totally overrated to me. Mm. You know, I mean,
1: yeah, I do get after that. the hype die down. Yes, people might find it overrated, but it's still a good movie. I mean, overrated the... does not mean bad. Just means that okay, maybe other movies it got too advice. much
0: praise. Yeah. You know, but I mean, because How to Train Your Dragon Two came out around the same time and suffered under the juggernaut that was
1: Frozen and that goddamn theme song. No way. <sighs> I think fro no Frozen was end of the year. I mean, well, but they year. came out around the same time. No, or? How to Train a Dragon was definitely next year, if I remember, the following year. True, but like the Frozen Maybe hype, that was if you hype thought about it, era.
0: just kept going. I guess so. The
1: hype actually followed on further. I mean, like, I
0: can't really remember. This was like a couple of years ago, but I just remembered that like, I ignored Frozen. I mean, I'm a Disney fan, so yeah, I do have to catch up with all the princesses, mm-hmm. especially this one, who is apparently more independent now, but whatever. But like, when I saw How to Train a Dragon 2, I mean, when I saw How Dragon Train Your Dragon 1, I was like, this is amazing, wow, so much fun, so much character, so much personality. I was really looking forward to the sequel, but I just remember that as I was trying to like, kind of convince people to watch this movie, it's like, everybody was like, ah, I'm not going to move for animation, Frozen, Frozen, Frozen. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like, you know, probably what I was getting at. Uh, because
1: like, it's always, if you realize... <coughs> oh, dude, so when, do you remember in How to Train Dragon 2, when that dragon just came out, the Big motherfucker.
2: <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Super that's impressive. like a Leviathan or something.
0: Yo, but spoilers. I kind of teared up a bit when... Freaking... <laughs> King leonidas <just> died. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but... Come on. You, you kind of saw
1: it coming when you saw... When you see him to and first, the how and could you? <laughs> when you see him and the wife like, reunited... Like, yeah. Oh shit, that's, that's not gonna No, but very well. strong. But it was strong. It was,
0: it was well was very done. very strong, strong. Very well done. Well done. I... Uh, ooh, what are we talking about? How to Train Your Dragon Two? Yeah. There should be a uh, third kids movie. Makes
1: us cry. Oh, Yo. it, you know, it's a guy's own
0: adult thing. I think this is what you're gonna get from us, from for, for a lot more episodes to come. It's just yeah. basically us latching on to things. <laughs> our refusal, our refusal to grow up. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is the man baby hour. Okay, <laughs> you're pay attention to us. Okay, hey, that's C- a, that's a cater nice... to
1: our egos. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe you want to bring it up a notch. Uh, that was bring it up a movie notch. You watched recently Yo. as well.
0: Now let's flip this whole thing over. Okay. Speaking of children's stories. Okay. Probably the best Home Alone sequel I've seen in a long time. (laughs) I'm talking about Don't Breathe. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I can sort of see that (laughs) from the trailer. but.
1: Maybe. Enlighten like us. What is this movie about? So Kevin McAllister is all grown up. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Okay. And <laughs> he looks a bit
0: more like the commander from Avatar for some reason. Steven goddamn Lang, yo. <laughs> One of the most terrifying individuals of all time. Dude, the guy is just pure scary, man. Like, I don't know. Whatever role he plays, he just... You don't fuck with this guy. <laughs> for some reason. I mean, he pulls off that character. Well, yeah, he may be stereotyped into playing, you know, like, you know, the, the hardened, stubborn, or the psychic guy, but eh, he he knows what he's good at, and he's doing it very well. Okay, okay, but I digress. So, um, simple synopsis, three dumbasses decide to break into this house, okay? They have this whole uh, plot scheme, whatever, where they basically rob people's houses, and they'll stake out the location first, and wait for the, the people to go out of town, but okay, unfortunately for this occasion, they realize that their target house Okay, is uh, you know only inhabited by one one guy, who also is kind of old, and also blind. Mm -hmm. So ooh, they think "Mm, easy pickings. Little do they know, this old guy is like goddamn daredevil. (laughs) literally, the the title of the show is Don't Breathe. This guy, he's one of those dudes, right, who's like, because of his uh, lack of eyesight, right, he's got hyper-evolved other senses. Mm -hmm. So, like, just breathing, he can hear where you are in the room. Basically Daredevil. Basically (laughs) Daredevil. (laughs) Okay. So, it's basically these three dumbasses, okay, you know, uh, one chick
1: and two guys. Yeah, yeah, the chick Mm -hmm. is actually uh, Jane Levy. She actually did a really good role as a... Levi... She's got a pretty pretty good starring role as uh, this girl from, call, from this uh, comedy called Suburbia. Oh, really, really cool stuff, yeah. I've never called Suburbia, any good? It's good, it's good. You should check it out. I think there should be some back-to-back seasons on Netflix. <laughs> okay. Or stream uh, it. On the local Netflix? I don't think so. I'm right. not sure, but it's a good show. Oh, Worth really? watching
0: for a few episodes. Man, I'm still trying to it's like city K- t- catch up with my community man. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: like city girl going to like suburbia and the shit that happens from there mm. makes friends tries to fit in but she's
2: like oh, a cool oh, cool girl wait
0: this sense. girl oh okay okay now she's fam- oh, now she's super familiar there you go there you go but okay like- okay now
1: the movie itself Pure horror, pure suspense. Pure horror, trend.
0: pure thriller. Okay, now this was done by Fede
2: Fide. Fede Alvarez.
0: Fede Alvarez. Okay, now this cat. Okay, he's the guy who was responsible for the last Evil Dead reboot.
1: Fede Alvarez. I said it correct, right?
0: Fede Fide... I don't know. You know, Mr. Alvarez. Sorry. Okay, but good job. So this Fede Alvarez guy, right? I mean, um, okay. I need to kind of bring this up. There's a lot of mixed feelings about that last Evil Dead reboot. Did you see this movie? Uh,
1: No, I did not. But I heard a lot of good things about it. But you're a fan of the Evil Dead series? Yeah, yeah. Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. Really good stuff. Not really a fan of Evil Dead 1, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was okay. But yeah, I think 2, because again, I'm an Ash fan, so... Okay, that's the thing, you know. A lot of people
0: gave the Evil Dead reboot a lot of shit because basically, like, oh, look, they're, they're trying to... not... A is not canon, technically you know a lot of things were kind of like uh, how you say referenced okay but not specifically mentioned that it took part in the same universe but okay uh, oh man I want to do a whole episode about just Evil Dead shit uh, you know and, and also how disappointed I was with Evil Ash vs. Evil Dead that uh, was so promising Wait, but that was the TV show right was the TV is? show is I that, thought it was we, pretty good it's all right to me i don't know all right i'll probably need to watch it again but i mean i felt very lukewarm about it okay okay, but i don't really stress too much on evil dead Mm -hmm. but the thing is i'm one of those guys controversial or not i don't think this is controversial at all i thought the evil dead reboot was actually fucking good okay i mean it took it back to its horror roots it was a bit more gory a little bit more torture porny I, i wouldn't say torture porny I would say more like, you know, I mean... It, it, it was it, trying to stay to its tone, right? Definitely. No, I mean, like, the thing is, a lot of people think of Evil Dead as only two and three. A lot of them kind of discredit one. One was kind of like the so-called, the demo reel, the, 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 the first try, the first draft. But, like, the thing is, this Evil Dead reboot, okay, did a lot of smart things. It referenced where it needed to reference, you know. It took the gore and the horror up. A whole new level. They made it modern. They made it fresh and contemporary. And I thought the guy did a really good job. And I was really kind of upset that they didn't decide to follow through with the sequels. Uh, because I, think I mean, it's because it
1: might might be the fans. That's the thing.
0: I guess so. I mean, like the thing is, the horror genre in itself is a very niche uh, fan base. And the thing is, it's a niche fan base that has a lot of opinions and a lot of say, a lot of sway. So basically, I, I was really looking forward to another Evil did not from the reboot, another sequel to follow up because I was really invested in these characters and these stories. Mm. And that's the thing about like what this director, he knows how to handle characters. Mm. He knows how to give uh, characters depth, give them a little bit of that characteristic, make us kind of feel for them. I mean and, like... And it shows
1: in Don't Breathe, right?
0: Definitely. This is what I was getting at. Okay? Because these characters, they're not like your typical one-dimensional like uh, machete fodder like in like you know, the slasher movies and other horror movies that's come to pass, right? The thing is, like, he really... I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to keep this spoiler-free as possible. But, yo, I just need to mention, probably one of the most fucked-up things I've seen in a while involves a turkey baster and semen. (laughs) Okay, that's all I'm going to say. And when that scene happens, you'll be like, the fuck is going on right now? (laughs) I'll just leave it right there. But okay, for all you horror fans, or for all you fans, or all of you who are kind of sick of the whole supernatural, jump scare, paranormal activity, like horror in general, okay, the movie, in the scene itself, right? It's kind of taking a bit of a dive. I mean, like, we have movies like The Conjuring, which wasn't so good. But The Conjuring 2 was very good. I liked The Conjuring 2.
1: How about that indie film, uh, Witch, where they spell it with two Vs? Oh, no, Blair Witch? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Witch. Witch? I think it was an indie film that came out. Oh, I missed not on that.
0: I mean, like, yo, the best scary movie I saw uh, last year was that uh, weird Christmas movie... Oh, what was it Krampus, was it? Krampus. Yo! Oh, wait,
1: you- Krampus? Did you see Krampus? I want to watch that, actually. Dude, it that movie be outright-
2: fucking rules, okay, man. Okay, I
1: gotta see it. Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. gotta see Krampus. Yeah. It's starring Yo, a guy from Parks and Recreation, is
0: it? Not just or that, no? man. Okay, I'm not gonna... S- Say anything. Okay, I'm... Experience that movie. The way that movie sets itself up and the payoff and the, the creature reveal and the way it is. It's a very techno prisoner's approach. But yo, what are the freshest, best horror thi- <laughs> Christmas themed as <that's> well shows <laughs> <Right>. as I... <laughs> I've ever seen. Man, okay. I never got around to that. But okay. I still got to change that. Now, like, the thing is, okay, don't breathe nothing like Krampus. I'm sorry. But okay, it's probably more along the lines of Uh, other recent fairs such as uh, It Follows. Did you see It Follows? It Follows, yes. Okay, I mean, if you like that kind of really tense, suspenseful, psychological horror, because basically this is about three people trapped in a house with a crazy dude, Mm -hmm. and this crazy dude can basically fuck you up (laughs) real easily, and how they try to... Yo, okay, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, right? Okay, but how fucked up is this guy, right? Okay, so the girl, dumbass, decides to try and escape from... Mr. Stephen Lang, right, by crawling
1: through the vents. Is this halfway, or is it in the middle? Or? It's
0: not really halfway. It's like during... Okay, it's kind of close to halfway. Okay. The real spoiler, I will not mention at all. Okay. Okay, but just to kind of build on, like, the imagination of Mr. Fide Alvarez, right? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, but like, yeah. it's like, you would think like, oh, okay, this... Because the thing is, the other two assholes can't fit through the vent, but she could, right? Hmm? So she's like, okay, I'm safe, I'm fine. I'm gonna kind of escape somehow this motherfucker <laughs> puts a dog in the vent. <laughs> and it was some of the most terrifying like vent, shoot, duck moments I've had since like Half-Life 1. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like that, like when it cuts to like certain point of view shots and like, and just hearing the dog like scuttle through the metal and it's like, yo, <laughs> wasn't. I was like, this is some of the freshest horror. Some like this is uh, some of the best scares I've seen in the world. Okay, I mean the thing is, uh, a lot of people will mention that oh, it doesn't rely on like familiar tactics like jump scares or yeah, like but... creepy music. No, there are jump scares, hmm. but used cleverly. Okay, very very sparingly as well, mm-hmm. and it's like like one of the best sequences of the whole movie is that whole night vision sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know how when you. And, in my mind, I felt like this was kind of like them taking a bit of a piss on the whole paranormal activity vibe, where it's like you know you know how night vision is all basically that standard uh, green tone kind of thing. But this was like, yo, know, the shot, the the way it was shot, the lighting. I mean, it's not green, uh, it's not a green monochrome, but it's like a very f- scary, very hyper real gray. I mean. There's something about it that's so unnatural and that just adds to the tension and adds to the whole like dehumanizing and the demystifying. Damn it. uh, Like, I can only say good things. Okay, Don't Breathe, probably the best scary movie hands down this year. Oh, okay. Hands down. Highly, highly recommend for all you fans of fucked up shit (laughs) (laughs) or for like really smart, scary shit like this. Yo, Props to Steven Lang. Okay, you are a scary motherfucker. <laughs> I do not want to be alone anywhere with this guy. <laughs> Man, I don't think I, uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything anymore. Okay, heavily recommended. If you would ask me to give a score, yeah. What's the score, dude? It's a nine and a half out of ten. Nice. The only problem I have with this movie is the twist. Okay. Which I'm I cannot talk about. Okay, I'll probably maybe after you've seen it we have to do the spoilerish kind of yeah, yeah, we recap do that. Yeah, but yeah. dude you will love how fucked up it gets okay. <laughs> and the thing is it's done clever and it's done pretty smart and it's like I don't know you'll, you'll definitely just be like you know like, thinking how fresh this is okay. and how Mr. Alvarez right you know do it if this succeeds, give him another shot. Ask him to try Evil Dead too. I'm, I'm just pitching that most of the time. Right?
1: I, I'm cool with him doing more new stuff. Like, I mean, if this dude, if Don't Breathe is as any good as you mentioned yo, anyway.
0: Yo, Don't Breathe doesn't really set itself up for a sequel. But yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to convince people, yo, it's in the same universe as Home Alone, man. <laughs> Basically. Stephen <laughs> that, Lang, yeah, Stephen, Stephen Lang, Lang is Lang, Kevin McAllister. Mac- because in the credits, they literally just call him the old man. <laughs> and it's like, nah, that's fucking Kevin McAllister. He's been... Trapped... Like, yo, here is my fanfiction, yo. Okay. It's like, he's been trapped in that house every fucking Christmas. He's been left alone by his parents. Because what people don't really realize is, like, that whole family scenario... Yep. It's all in his head, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a crazy little kid living in this house all by himself. And whoever tries to fuck with him and enters, he'll have to fend them
1: off and build traps. Like <laughs> Okay, that, that, that's something. That's some, that, that's some imagination.
0: <laughs> give me two weeks I'll get a treatment out okay
1: <laughs> this has to happen I need to create this but yes All right, we're heavily take... recommend it don't right. breathe please watch yeah, we're gonna take a short break right now and then when we come back we're gonna talk a bit about something even
0: more terrifying yes. <laughs> furry things oh
2: man yes <laughs> And we're back!
1: <laughs> will that ever get old? No, it will not. So Anyway, yes. um, you kind of brought up a good idea early on, mm-hmm. during the break. Maybe we should talk about Deus Ex a little bit. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Because I gave a first impressions thing. Yes, you did. I gave a rating. Maybe I did. But um, I finished it already. When I thought I was actually going to have a, a whole day playing the game, it turns out I finished it like about less than, less than an hour. Oh, really? Because I... I don't know. I was at the last stage. So the game is really short. No, or? it's not. I've just been playing a lot to the point where I forgot that I was at the last stage. Oh, okay. And they never. I mean, that's that's the good thing about it. You don't know it's the ending until it hits you. So the pacing is actually good. Uh? It is good, but oh wait, okay. wait, there's a but later, which I will bring up much later. The point is, game's great. I will. I still stick to my score of like, uh, if I gave it an eight, I'll. I think you eight? did give it an eight. Yeah, or a very nine, strong or eight one or something. One of those eight or nines or whatever. My only issue is basically all this stuff that's tacked on, like the microtransactions and the breach mode, which did not feel that exciting. They're just there. They just feel like filler. And the the, the, the cheat codes you have to pay for, not really necessary. Man, yeah, that's a thing now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing now. Namco Bandai started. Now Square Enix are just continuing it still. Now, the bad thing that I was about to mention, Okay. turns out that there was a developer who sort of stalking anonymous that apparently Deus Ex Backhand divided is actually one half of a two part game.
0: Oh yeah. So there's
1: this. Is the thing is, the thing is, I finished the game and then I found out about this information later on. All right. All right. So I thought the ending was like you know okay lah, A good. bit rushed or no no. It's like it just ends, and eh? you could expect stuff to happen in the future like a fallback and whatnot. And there's a, there's a setup for a sequel that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't expecting that until this was confirmed. Does this is from the Jinquisition by the way. But some people actually, this... some people from I Montreal, told him this stuff. I mean, does this game have a season pass? In like involved? It does, There right? is a season pass. Yes. So you think the sequel is gonna be like given to you in chunks? Oh my god! I hope not. I oh, hope it wow. can be like uh, maybe an expansion. Man, continuing this, from that this is the kind of thing that like always encourages me to wait for game of the year edition or something yeah yeah here's the thing like you never sometimes these games can span on for so damn long that maybe the second half of the game may not be ready I'm willing to give the developers the benefit of the doubt because Human mm-hmm. Revolution kicked ass Man, Mankind like Divided it. kicked ass as well but maybe if the second part wasn't as finished then just save it as, a, as an extra expansion or whatnot like Mankind Divided plus plus or whatever Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, this other stuff called Jensen Stories, where you have, like, separate stories where you have your own equipment, you have your own points, you get to distribute, and then you tackle the stage any way you like. That expands the shit that happens in Mankind Divided. So, side quest, basically, right? Side quest, yes. Do they add to the story at all? Mm, they do. They do? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, which means that you have to finish a game before you actually go through Jensen Stories. Oh, so this is, like, New Game Plus stuff more like the side stories but they add more to the stuff that happened but at I mean, the end of I'm, Mankind Divided I'm the kind of guy who likes to do the side stories first I'm a side quest whore and then I go do main quest because that's how I level up this is more like the extra DLC I mean it's oh, okay, in okay, a way okay. it's a good idea because again maybe there are some levels that aren't finished Yeah. Okay. why not just sell it like after the game is out get it all polished make it all look really good play good I'm, I'm down with that especially when you can expand on the lore and especially when you can actually finish a story but, so... I can tell you there are actually worse ideas than... This. Are, I, I can tell you worst ideas. This is actually not bad. Like, um, Asura's Wrath, for one. Do it. Basically, your mm, ending is five bucks. That game looks so promising. <laughs> the, the game is good, but there's a five dollar ending tacked onto it. That's uh... just, just Capcom bullshit, love. Nah, man,
0: like, the thing is, I, I'm comparing Asura's Wrath to, like, God Hand. <laughs> I mean, it still kind of falls short, though. I mean, to me, it still feels a bit... I mean, Platinum... This no, no, it's not Platinum. My it bad. Is it's
1: actually from CyberConnect, Connect. CyberConnect, too. my bad, The yeah. guys who did the Naruto fighting games. Yeah, yeah. Which are actually really good. I just
0: don't didn't get around uh, to Naruto. I, I mean, I always get those mixed up because, like, Platinum did the Korra game. Mm. So I always have this impression that they are also kind of attached to the Naruto games. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, because yeah. of the cell shading and whatnot. Yeah, but I mean, like, Capcom and stuff. Uh. But, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. But, yeah, Asura's Wrath, good. But, yeah, I just... Could have been great. More like... Fucking do you have to make that ending a five dollar extra? Fuck you, you know. Capcom, yo. Uh, Look, <laughs> no, dude, all those scenes like when he's at the bathhouse, where he fight his master, the master fight. Spoilers! Fight. I I still haven't played this game, man. I missed out. Okay, okay, but no, but it... I've only mentioned the stuff that's actually on trailers. Oh, okay, yeah, so we're fine. But I haven't even mentioned the other fights. Which were so godlike honestly. So
0: wait, you know me, you know my you know what I like. Asteroid's mouth is basically a game I should really jump on, right?
1: You should. I mean you could probably find the game on like, eBay at, at by now. EBay, <laughs> ebay or like on discount. It's worth the trouble.
0: A time to game. dust off my old PS three. If yeah. it still works. Anyway. It might be
1: on PC, but yeah, just go for PS3 and Xbox 360. Okay, okay,
0: but we're meandering again. Okay, yeah. we're
1: supposed to talk about furries, damn it. damage. <laughs> <Furries. laughs> but okay, let's just wrap up.
0: So Deus Ex, good. The full review, still good, still great, despite but, the shit that happened behind the scenes and the microtransactions bullshit. Yes. Still okay, still heavily recommended, or just heavily recommended, or would you go
1: with what I've told everybody in the previous episode?
0: Five dollars, you can buy the game other Revolution. game. <laughs> but, they probably, but
1: they probably got it by now. So Mega divided, worth the trouble, worth uh, the price. Okay, okay. So Also, um, for the I believe it's for PS4, PC, and Xbox One I played the PS4 version, and hey, it looks really great nah, I'm just going
0: to get on PC, man I'm waiting for the winter steam, so PC for life, yo uh, <laughs> Not really, I, I want to get PS4 time, <laughs> Yo, wait, speaking of PS4 Should we mention PS4.5, or PS4 Neo, PS Plus, PS we Pro? We talked about that last
1: episode, didn't we not? I mean, yeah. last last episode Yes, we did talk about it. But there's nothing else to add apart from it's got HDR, it's got that whole 4K support thing, but Xbox, uh, Xbox One S kind of beat out the ballpark with its other features, and that's coming out next, I think this week, this month or next month. So I should definitely wait for that, right? But I don't have a 4K TV. Oh, I'm still wait, on the wait, fence about it. Yes, that. yes. You don't have a PS four. Yeah, just get Not that yet. one then. Just get that one. That's coming out when, huh? I mean Uh November if I recall. Which is a month. Pretty soon. From yeah. now. Yeah. Just get that. Hmm. If you don't have a PS four, get that. Man, but Because at least you're kinda future proofing yourself for in case you have a friend who has a better TV, it will
0: probably give me the incentive to go and buy a 4K TV or a 4K yeah. monitor.
1: And if apparently if there's like some frame rate upgrades, I hope then mm. yeah, you probably have the better end of the stick. I guess so. But the other thing is, I mean, unless of
0: course, I mean, games that I really looking forward to is like what Zero Dawn and God of War. Yeah. And fucking Last Guardian got yeah, damn. Like, games longer. right.
1: Maybe you just try out Bloodborne. Bloodbird. Yeah, I should finally Bloodborne get on that. Great. yeah.
0: I mean, I played a bit of it over at a friend's place, but like, I think you gotta be a fan of the Victorian horror. Dude, thing. I have it's not really even good. started on Dark Souls Three. I'm so embarrassed to admit that. <laughs> but okay, what I also want to kind of get at, right? Consoles, right? Yeah, consoles that failed. <laughs> okay, not really failed, but kind of off their tangent about topic, actually. <laughs> not off tangent at all, because I wanted to bring this up and I totally forgot about it, and I was just kind of reminded. We missed out on the Dreamcast anniversary, didn't we?
1: Yeah, that was actually on the 9th of September. Ninth of September. I believe when this is published, it will still be September, so... Yay, happy birthday, Dreamcast. Happy belated birthday. I want to do a whole episode about Dreamcast.
0: I do too. I do too. I mean, like, wow. Think of all the great Dreamcast games, like... Power Stone 2. Seaman. Man*, 3. Third <laughs> uh, Strike, no. I still say that... that- Third strike on the anniversary version on Dreamcast is still not arcade perfect enough, but you know I feel that like the Dreamcast it, it was, was good. Yeah. I mean, it was used for evil, so definitely it's like the proper legit copy unless oh. you did the arcade setup. But you know, definitely speaking of fighting games on the Dreamcast, still the best version of was Capcom 2.
1: Yes, that's good stuff, definitely. And yeah. um, I actually got the Japanese version of that, and I actually oh wow to... no no <laughs> the thing is I. You actually have to be online to actually get certain points, to get certain characters. Oh. And the thing is, and the thing is, I could not connect to the Japanese servers because yo, bro, know. hacked
0: roms, yeah. bro. No, no, no. You had to
1: buy the US version to actually unlock Shh. characters on your on in the game.
0: Shoutouts to the torrents, yo. Yes. <laughs> no, but okay, yeah, I, the I US version it. is where it's at. I mean, that's the lovely thing about Dreamcast because it's basically CD technology and burning CDs. CDs didn't have that much not DRM. Not just that; it was actually a product
1: <laughs> ahead of its time. This is the start. Okay. Okay, imagine, Peter Moore actually pimped the Dreamcast before it went on to Xbox to pimp the Xbox brand, right? Yeah. The console itself, it's actually just like... The it's the prototype draft. Xbox, It's right. the first draft before the Xbox. Down
0: to the controller, right? Yes. Although Yo.
1: the Dreamcast has the better controller. Yeah,
0: I would definitely agree. It yeah. just felt so perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, I think the thing about the Sega consoles, right, compared to the NES... I mean, like, granted, the Super Famicom had a nice controller, mm-hmm. Okay and granted uh, maybe like it got really weird with N64 and GameCube especially the N64 controller what the fuck were they thinking <laughs> but like the the, the, the no, dreamcast some control.
1: people were used to actually playing shooters using the analog you know when they're doing it like this
0: and then you give them a dreamcast controller
1: oh yeah <laughs> that was
0: like a dream come true <laughs> but still i mean like yeah that's the prototype for the Xbox i definitely agree with that but yo
1: um yeah. Oh, oh yeah and crazy the crazy taxi sequel that no one wanted was Crazy on the Taxi Xbox. 3? Yeah, it was on the Xbox. <laughs> Is that the one? very first Xbox. Is that the one with the offspring? You know? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: no, no no, no, <laughs> no, no. That was all of the 3 taxis. But <laughs> Crazy Taxi 3 was in Nevada. It played really funny. I, I still preferred part 2 and part 1 where part 2 you can jump. I had that, and yeah. part 1 where it's like, oh, everything's all on ground, no highways or nothing. It was a pretty innocent time where you have to play arcade I'm games. a big
0: fan of Crazy Taxi 2. Yeah. That was
1: the offspring soundtrack that worked out there,
0: you know? Yeah, them Pennywise. I think Pennywise Yeah, already. Pennywise was there too, yes. But, Good okay. shit. Good shit, yeah. But yo, shout outs to the Sega Dreamcast, the console that tried, could, but it didn't. Yeah. You know, It I had remember. the it
1: had the best version of Soul Calibur, definitely. You think? Okay, it was the only it was the only <laughs> port of Soul Calibur, but still counts. Yeah. Like when you play it on the VGA cable, holy shit, that's super clear shit there. Not just that, uh, like the, the the lack of latency. Yeah. That too, that too. Sixty that's frames per really second for everything. Almost everything. It wasn't really sixty frames per second. Okay, it was just fast. It was as fast. It was a
0: sixty hertz monitor, or maybe thirty frames per second. Okay, <laughs> I
1: mean, but I guess so, yeah. Happy yeah. birthday,
0: Dreamcast. Yes. Okay, also I need a kazoo. no right, <laughs> <do a different laughs> right nah, man. Right, also, maybe next week. <laughs> uh speaking of anniversaries. Yeah sonic <laughs> oh right uh and see what i did there that segue <laughs> okay good stuff good so stuff. remembering Dreamcast for their anniversary also around this time sonic's 25th birthday yeah this he's year it's been this around year. 25 goddamn years yeah he's got great times he's got pretty shitty times actually dude it's nothing but shitty times after sonic and knuckles yeah. honestly i mean i okay. think i think it happened i sonic know Street there are happening. sonic adventure fans out there that game's not good it's not good it's not good I'm not not even gonna say it didn't age well it wasn't good then but still wow strong (laughs) words man I played it I didn't like it okay
1: okay, the homing sonic attack that was what was needed definitely but beyond that I think Sega just fucked up with every single no but the problem with heroes the airboarding game the what? Sonic mm-hmm. Heroes, that was the Sonic Airboarding game. No, that but... was Shadow the Hedgehog, don't forget. That was Sonic <laughs> and the Black Knight. Sonic <laughs> Colors was actually okay. And then Sonic and the Lost Dimension, was it? The one where it was basically Sonic Mario Planet. Which is good. That was actually not bad. But And um, Sonic Generations was good. Mm-hmm. But the rest, they can all fucking burn in hell, honestly. Sonic,
0: oh no wait. Also, shout out Sonic All-Star Racing. That was actually pretty decent. Cart game. wasn't the... A...
1: Good... Oh my god, I, I kind of like, liked it. <laughs> the music played, the controls <laughs> felt like shit. Everything looked like shit, honestly,
0: okay? Dude, it's a fun party game, man. You're not seeing Although, it for what it really is. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> but when I my friend, I was like, fuck it, we're
1: just changing to like Burning Ranger or something. Uh, uh. Okay, but... Anyway. Or Guardian Heroes. That was my fallback game back then. Guardian really? Heroes.
0: But shout-outs to Sonic for still being around and also for being the impetus for this so-called topic that, you know... It's a bit of a throwback topic. Okay, usually we try to keep abreast and up to date and stay topical with all the releases and stuff that's been coming out. But but
1: well, sometimes it's nice to actually have a throwback. You know, just going back to the past actually shaped out our expectations. Did
0: kind of hint at it? I think we had this one mini argument whether your boy Rocket Knight Adventure would be a better game.
1: Yeah. So apparently <laughs> now right now we're talking about the mascots of then during the 90s, the 80s like Radical too. Rex <laughs> Radical the, <you> know, Rex. Radical <laughs> Rex. Uh, awesome possum. Awesome possum wasn't all the, all the "quote unquote" good mascot games. Chester
0: the cheetah. Oh man.
1: So children, if you're if
0: you're not aware, back in the '90s, <laughs> actually up till now, though. during the platform boom. Okay, okay. Here's why we set it up this way. Okay, Sonic the Hedgehog, mm. originally designed to be the anti-Mario. Okay, because Sega was coming up with the 16-bit system. This was the '90s console wars. I mean, I we even call it a console war. But I will just say, like you know, you have your guy, I have my guy. But for some strange reason, right, when Sonic took off, okay, and beat Mario wholesale, okay, Super Famicom hadn't come out, okay, Super Nintendo for all our Western audience. When Sonic was a thing, first game, mind blowing, amazing. Second game, fuck yeah, okay, my favorite very Sonic, good, yes, very good. Chemical Zone stage, still one of the best designed. Uh, run through <laughs> uh, I run like, and jump I, just... I still
1: like the sort of ragtime thing they did for the hilltop zone oh oh
0: wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Is, it, is that the one with all the the, the sky trains and yeah. all the elevators uh, yeah. no
2: no no
1: no, no. Oh, oh yeah the sky trains and then the clouds and shit you actually went higher and higher
0: yeah I mean I, I didn't like it when Sonic had to go vertical but I understood the point of that game but like okay this is the heyday of Sonic okay? Sonic 1 Sonic 2 Sonic 3 was alright Sonic and Knuckles it was okay but it
1: felt like half a game
0: but... enter Sonic and Knuckles yeah but what we really want to get at is, right, this created a strange phenomenon. All of a sudden, everybody was jumping over everybody else. They to need to get their own mascot Their characters. own furry little wooden animal, anthropomorphized, okay, running and jumping
1: and platforming as well. Yeah, we probably mentioned the more common ones and maybe we'll mention the more obscure ones, but this is an episode where I can just Talk freely about the characters we love so, or probably hate.
0: Warning: This is gonna be a bit of a ramble fest. This is something we need to get off our chests. All right. So, so
1: firstly, I'm gonna start. You start. Konami's Rocket Knight. That was probably one of the better mascot games I've seen. Hashtag handflake. fuck Konami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this was a, this was a time when Konami was good, was great.
0: Remember when Konami was good? Yes. Rocket <laughs> Knight
1: was that epitome. Was that representation of that? So you take the guy who made <laughs> the Contra games back then. <laughs> and you talk... And then this was before... You convinced this guy make it furry! <laughs> <laughs> yes, he told him put a furry inside. Okay. And maybe he went to Australia or something and then he's probably thinking why don't they put a possum inside? First born a rocket knight guy named And Sparks you Stern. see
0: the connection because the thing is basically a hedgehog and a possum technically
1: roadkill. Yeah, roadkill. <laughs> so... Yes. Here we have a a, a, a knight who's a knight. an opossum, an who armored opossum, armor, and he has a jetpack. And a jetpack, <laughs> yeah. And basically, all of these stages <laughs> require him to use his jetpack in creative different ways. And not only that, but he has a sword, a sword that shoots yeah. out a bladed laser thing that comes out. That comes out.
2: So it's 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 very got a very striderish. Yeah.
1: Well, the projectile just reaches like sort of one jump away, but still, it was. He's, he, he's packed. He is fucking packed, basically. <laughs> and yeah, he can actually do a rocket boost that kills enemies and also makes him go up, go diagonally and all that. So all the stages, you got shoot them up stages. You've got boss fights. You've got like places where you got lava coming up and you kind of have to like leap around and back back and forth and whatnot. You know what, you've really... got you've really simple puzzles right there that require you to actually study your environment before you actually go charging yeah. with your rocket pack. Yeah. And they're all good. Then came yeah. the sequels. Oh. Uh, after Konami had this contract done where, oh, I'm going to be making a uh, game... Oh, no, 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 no. They actually had contract done in overworld So they figured, why not have to branch out to different games? So now they sort of have his hair come out a bit in the sequels to make him look more edgy. More 90s. Yeah, more 90s. And then you've got Sparkster for SNES, and we got, like, Sparkster for Sega Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. Both completely different games. What? Sparkster? Yeah. Sparkster on SNES, it was basically a revamp of the first Rocket Knight game, but with SNES graphics and slightly faster gameplay, if that's even possible. But Whereas Sparkster for the Mega Drive, it was actually more methodical. You kind of had to... Ex- the levels are actually more expanded. More of a true platformer, you would say. Uh, more like a Turrican platformer. Okay. You know how Turrican is very, very vertical, mm-hmm. very expensive. I think Sparkster was going for that. And right. actually, the one common theme for these three games, soundtracks all done by Akira Yamaoka and Michiru Yamane. Okay. You might recognize these games because these are the guys who did Silent Hill and Castlevania, Civilian Night, respectively. Much later. <laughs> much, much later. <laughs> so they got their start. Their humble beginnings. Yeah, their humble beginnings. And the soundtrack is very catchy, too, you know. They expected Konami jingles and whatnot.
0: That was pretty much of a oh, fan. And
1: there's a Gradius Boss side, too. Um, basically you got a Pig character One of the, antagon- the Antagonists of the game uh, Isn't most of the enemies Just pigs? Well, You got Okay in the first game It was pigs Second one Was either wolves On the SNES Or the snakes In the Mega drive version Which didn't really Make much sense right? Yeah Well Are they common enemies Of possums? I don't know I mean they have No sure limbs, limbs though. Well, What could they do? Well no <laughs> this, These guys have limbs In the game uh, So maybe lizards I guess Yeah Well they're actually snakes Because they have like the no, they look snake-like and they got the forked tongue. Too. Well, everything is
0: anthropomorphosized. Yes. So,
1: yeah, okay. I would just definitely uh, give it to that. Yeah, These games, worth a try if you get, have time to go back in time or maybe just find an emulator. Find a ROM? Okay, we are not promoting ROMs, but if you have no choice. yeah, Sorry. Just, just check <laughs> it out. <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, these games, like they're fast-paced and they're also creative in a sense. Although, granted... Sparkster on the Mega Drive might be the weaker link because really? it's, fa- it's not as fast as the I other remember games.
0: playing that and I enjoyed it a it lot it was good
1: but when you play the other two games you'll be like man why is this guy moving like molasses all of a sudden mm. you might get that but it's a, sort of a different take on the game the, your jetpack actually charges automatically which I loved so you don't have to hold the button to do it Okay. for the Mega Drive version so they noobed it up a bit eh uh, more like because you kind of have to worry about jumping and avoiding things when you, your, your rocket pack's charging. I am loving this, man. Look, listening to you write your love letter to the yeah. Rocket Knight Adventures. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Another kicker as well. They actually remade this game in 2010, I believe. A mere six years ago <laughs> uh, yeah pretty much and this remake is actually not bad where can i find this remake sir uh, on pc and xbla and psn i believe it's on pc yes but this is a time when konami they were slowly being dicks i guess slowly dude they've been dicks for the longest time man. <laughs> but there's more apparent like guess. i think they were exploiting more metal gear stuff than they should man that franchise did way too much business for them yeah. but anyway again, shout out remake... to our Metal Gear suckage episode by the way yeah. <laughs> so the remake actually combined the slow paces and the auto rocket bits of Sparkster on Mega Drive mm-hmm. and combined the fast paced action of the Mega Drive uh, first rocket Knight adventure oh, okay. so it's the best of both worlds
0: kind of like uh, Sonic Generations where you have the exploring kind of stage and you had the more fast paced yeah
1: you got the fast paced stage you got the shoot up stage as well which were really fun okay but I felt that the graphics were a bit off-kilter, but that's it. It's, what, it's actually worth it. Worth but it wasn't
0: trying of. to re- recreate pixel
1: art, were they? Uh, no, no, no. It was basically a 3D, but not cel-shaded 3D. So like 2.5D? 2.5D, that... 2.5D yeah, yeah. It, mm. The colors could use a bit of work, especially when there are better platformers with better art styles. Speaking of better platformers...
2: <laughs> oh you
1: did not do that fuck off
0: so I do recall that you know when we when you brought up Rocket Knight Adventures I kind of had to chime in my, on my two cents yep, and yep. I mentioned uh, another furry game that I used to play a lot back in the day Arrow the goddamn acrobat okay that was a,
1: that was Sunsoft's take on a mascot
0: Sunsoft's take you know and it also spawned its own little mini universe you know with spin-off characters like Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel and all that and I would have to say this you know Arrow the Acrobat was the blueprint for the Arkham games. Ah, okay. Do tell, because do tell. here we have a bat-like character and the swoop physics... Yo, just check out YouTube videos on and seeing people do speedruns on this game. <laughs> Frankly, this was the clever way to do platforming to me. Hmm. Because... Back in the day, Mario was all about exploration and finding secrets. Sonic was basically about showing you as much graphics as possible and blasting through in about two minutes. Left to right really fast. So everybody was like thinking either we go right to left, left to right, or we go up and down. Now, Arrow the Acrobat tried to convince you. Could you stay in the air? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And some of the most clever, okay, props to Rocket Knight, you know, but yo... Rock and I didn't have swoop physics. <laughs> okay, I, I'll, I'll take <laughs> Which that. Which was I'll later, not really perfected, but kind of expanded upon more in Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Now these games, probably, like, for some strange reason, compared to all the games I had on my on my Sega Mega Drive, right, they just stuck out. Mm. It was the, the really fun designs of the characters. The really clever bosses. I mean, Zero as a bad guy was really interesting. And, like, I thought, like, yeah, you know, I mean, this is probably around Sonic 3 era, where, like... And uh, also creative levels, too, right? Level very, definitely. Like that. But, it's... I know, Sonic... I mean, I was suffering from a bit of Sonic burnout, too, because the thing is, right, after that came Sonic, like, 3 blast, Sonic pinball, and, like, they were just running Sonic into the ground, and we would not see a... Sonic sequel, Sonic 4, until goddamn... Adventures. Not just that. <laughs> Sonic 4 did come out, if you yeah, recall. Yeah, that, that... The so-called multi-chapter uh... version. I mean, like, did even make it past Chapter 2. No, they
1: didn't. That game not.
0: bombed. And the thing is, like, how could you get that wrong? You know, I mean, like...
1: There was too much of a throwback. That's a problem. And it did not look appealing and enticing. No, it's also
0: the price tag. Okay, you're asking people to pay full price three times for a game... And you're literally telling them like, oh, we're going to sell you part one, part two, part three. You're not fucking Blizzard. You can't pull this off. <laughs> Sorry, Sega. But yes, the true spiritual successor, the true sequel to the Sonic Saga would definitely be Sonic Generations. Okay? Uh, Vastly superior to everything, everything since Sonic 3, okay? Okay, get back to
1: Aero the Acrobat. So Arrow the Acrobat, heavily recommended find that instead. <laughs> Were there any, like, standout moments in Arrow the Acrobat that we could, like, bring up?
0: Yo, stage three in the first Arrow of the Acrobat game, when you had to figure out how to dive, swoop, lift, swoop again. I don't know how to explain it, but I know podcast doesn't really cater to the visual medium, but hear me out! <laughs> okay? <laughs> Before Super Meat Boy, this was the shit that made you practice. Uh, you know? Like, people will complain like, oh, Mega Man, remember how hard jumping and shooting was? Fuck you, man! <laughs>
1: <laughs> be- Who <ever> <laughs> complains about jumping and shooting pretty hard? What the how, fuck? how
0: hard? You can only shoot forward. You can't shoot up. You no know? uh, uh, You need to be right at the perfect angle. Speaking of perfect angles, Arrow the fucking Acrobat. Yeah, that one but, require a bit of a That game degree. tested you. And not only did it test you, it made you feel like a goddamn ninja when you pull off these levels. Yeah. You know? And... <laughs> like Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel would be more dumbed down I would say like it would be
1: like so it's slightly easier than Arrow no
0: because the thing is Zero had
1: a projectile he could throw ninja stars oh okay okay whereas an
0: Arrow the Acrobat is like you, you were more dependent on being able to avoid and dodge it's like this was it, it wasn't since Ninja Gaiden 2 that I felt like this is a fucking challenging game
1: wow <laughs> Sunsoft pulled it off Good job, sirs. Yeah. And I gotta ask, this is a Sunsoft game. Yes. How good is the soundtrack for this? Actually, yes, it's alright. Oh, it's alright? Nothing really standing out. I mean, the theme song is pretty good, but uh-huh. like... Um... That's actually surprising considering Sunsoft, even uh, from Professor's Quest, the first Batman game, the Yo. one for Mega Drive, the uh, <laughs> Batman Returns* Joker, all awesome sound... Oh, Journey is silliest. All uh, awesome soundtracks. soundtracks. So it's a bit weird that you kind of said that.
0: So Nah, but okay. I need to also preface, you know. I mean, compared to you, I'm not really much of the video game music fan. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yo, speaking of video game music, we need to do that Elemental Master tribute. Okay, eventually. eventually. Here, a little bit of a teaser, but it's gonna happen soon. Okay, I'm gonna spearhead that myself. All right. Like, how about Arrow the Acrobat Two? That
1: was a sequel, right? If I remember. There was a sequel.
0: Here's my opinion. Bit lackluster. Uh, Ah. So very rushed. It was not. The thing is, I think. That's the problem that the reaction to the first game was. was like, you know, well, this is too difficult for kids.
2: Mm.
0: And it was like, yeah, 90% of the gaming population are, are people who don't really play
1: games. So was Ninja Gaiden and no one complained. Well, actually, a lot of people complained. A lot of people play. complained about Ninja <laughs> but Gaiden. But yeah, it was a good, it was tough love. It, was tough, it love. was
2: tough
0: love, okay? I mean, like, you know, from the 80s era, like, fuck Mega Man 3. Yeah. Hands no, down. Mega Man 2 was also Mega Man bad two, shit
1: two. Mega Man 2, bad shit hard. Mega Man 3, It was, yo... I uh, think when you got the slide it got slightly easier but not easier.
0: This is probably the reason why Arrow the Acrobat spoke so much to me because it was kind of like catering to that inner competitive nature that I have. Like, you know, I mean, I'm a challenge freak. I'm an achievement guy. It's like, this game was hard. And it was hard on purpose. And it really... The reward for pulling off the swoops and the stunts right, was pretty amazing. Sequel comes along oh kids have been complaining this game is too hard okay we gotta dumb it down i felt it i mean that was a very interesting time in my life because i was like thinking this was probably one of those earlier moments in my gaming life where i was like defining my taste i mean like i've mentioned a few times on the podcast i'm a sucker glutton for punishment if it's challenging no matter how dumb the story could be Mm -hmm. i will play the fuck out of it you know but then again, there's also rules to the exception. I didn't really enjoy Super Meat Boy. Okay, like, you know, Hotline Miami, yeah, it's alright, you know? But kind of, like, I don't know. I don't think I have the patience for this kind of stuff anymore. But I really want to see the guys who did Arkham games... Do Arrow the Acrobat. Do
2: training.
1: the Arrow
0: the Acrobat <laughs> reboot. You guys nailed the swoop physics in the Arkham games. Uh, so that's
1: a request <laughs> to rock so from, Rocksteady Rocksteady. Uh... <laughs> From, uh, <laughs> if you
0: big... if you have no other ideas and since you're so done with the Batman franchise, throw me a
1: bone. I will b- make me an arrow the game. You know the whole anthropomorphic animals thing may not may hit close to home because um there was actually a rumor a while ago that Rocksteady might be doing a Ninja Turtles game. <gasps> no, but it turns out Platinum Games did. But they're not furry enough, man. Yeah, I know. Man. Oh, but Platinum Games, yeah, yeah, the TMNT. Yeah, that wasn't. I heard that wasn't that good, but. I'll get it on market,
0: but that's it. And this thing thing about Platinum Games. Like, when it hits the franchise games, it's mm-hmm. like, it's very hit and miss. Like, Korra, to me, it was very lackluster. Yeah. Transformers was fun oh, as fuck. Transformers <laughs> was good. That was like Bayonetta <laughs> robots. Devastation. Yosh. They're, 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 they're like, how do, If how... you've not played... okay ignore the war for Cybertron series just played Transformers Devastator Devastation, devastation. was good no, with the G1 Transformer designs and with like yeah. with, with the jigg- with, oh, jiggle physics i no jiggle on a robot I mean juggle physics <laughs> juggling the physics. combo system was so batshit nuts uh. yo the, the 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 move where bumblebee transforms into a car and flies and launches you into an air combo yeah that
1: was insane <laughs> for Sideswipe doing that optimus prime doing that shit that was insane that
0: man. is the platinum games i want mm-hmm. yo okay but yes also another teaser we will do the platinum games uh, episode soon mm-hmm. i mean like yo this is downtime for most of us, you know. I mean, nothing else is really coming out. So, like, yeah, yeah, we're pay kind pay. of just
1: talking about all these really cool, awesome retro games. Um, okay, but don't you dare call this a filler episode. Okay, we <laughs> put some thought into this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I should, oh, I forgot to mention. Um, yes, Rock and I Adventures had a Death Star. That's it. You're one, right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually, it's, it's actually a Death Star in the shape of a pig's face. Right? I remember that yeah. very vividly. That all was a so
0: awesome, actually. <laughs> That was like towards the like, like stage seven, right? Towards yeah, the, the, last... the last stage. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, second
1: last stage before you fought the dude inside the pig star. <sighs> that was so. That was that was that was the game. That was like, oh, that game speaks to me a lot.
0: Okay, but sp- Speaking of speaking of yep. speaking to. What do you guys think? Okay, this is an opportunity for us. We're gonna reach out to you guys, our fans, okay, people listening in. This is the kind of topics that we really want to cover. Yeah. Okay. So if you have any
1: requests, you can talk to us on the website or on our Instagram
0: page. Uh, okay, I mean like reach us at thelastking.net. thelastking.net yeah. one word. Okay. You the can find King. us on Twitter at lastkingpodcast also on Instagram at lastkingpodcast please give some likes and love to all the STGCC photos that I took. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. yeah, I was really, really hard on I, this. You I better will... <laughs> give them love, man. I will
1: hunt you down if you don't. Okay. I don't know how, but I will hunt you down.
0: Now, okay, maybe to wrap up, you know, the furry episode.
1: <laughs> but we've only talked about two. There's actually quite a number, actually. Yeah, well, the thing is, we're, we're just... talking
0: about an entire... Decade of massive okay, platformers. We, we don't huh? have to
1: talk about all of them. Like maybe just some highlights. Like I mean the outstanding ones. I believe you kind of liked Earthworm Jim the last time. Who I doesn't like Earthworm Jim? Good point. <laughs> you kind <laughs> of got me there. Two,
0: actually. Okay. Two probably one of the best video game sequels, hands yes. down.
1: Earthworm Jim Two. Was puppy, screwed.
0: puppy cushion juggling. Yes. Wow!
1: And, and, and a salt shaker chasing you down. You gotta hide underneath meat and, and shit.
0: And the ending with Princess What's-Her-Name, I don't want to spoil it, but it's a fucking 30-year-old, 20-year-old yeah. king. Yo, no, but, yo. but he's technically not a furry mascot.
1: But I mean, I would agree he would be part okay. of the
0: whole... Uh, Quote-unquote furry. Quote-unquote
1: furry? Yeah, I mean, furry... Okay, mascot character. We can say mascot, but not really I a furry I think maybe
0: mascot. we need to really... Uh, okay, the anthropomorphized animal but technically, he's just a worm the, the, in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't
1: really have limbs. Yeah, a, an actual earthworm. He's an actual and earthworm. And done by the by this artist named Doctor Apple. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, the, yeah that guy.
1: Yeah, dude. so it's really cool. I like I like the platforming aspects of it. I like the creative ways you used to whip <laughs> and the jumping around and. And also shout outs to the spin-off animated show that came out. Hey, <laughs> that was actually really funny. I, I actually <laughs> like the animated show. It was yeah. it was pretty bonkers. It was just any maniacs but with these guys
0: I mean like Earthworm Gin to me felt like this is the first time like a video game really looked like a cartoon yeah I mean the level design I mean I love the fact that it wasn't flat yeah like no especially just from the first stage onwards right I mean you felt like you were traversing a very organic landscape yeah yeah and
1: also like bad shit (laughs) hard The first, actually, Surprisingly felt, difficult game. Yeah, yeah. The second one, the, all most of the mini games like the, Yo, the f- other stage were really Fuck the tough.
0: one where you're you're a salamander. <laughs> Remember
2: that shit. Or how about the one and you you're sh- ship
1: and you gotta carry something forward <laughs> ahead?
2: Was, I
1: hated that stage. The controls felt off and all that. But props for creativity, though
0: creativity Uh, and kicking your ass okay but how about um, the
1: one where you actually had to blow your head up to a balloon (laughs) and you gotta go all the way up that was tough (laughs) that was tough too no actually the worst stage of all time is the game shows stage. oh
2: my
0: god (laughs) all those questions you know what you should do we should definitely do retro playthroughs i don't know i mean i'm pretty sure youtube and the internet social media i mean there's a whole sea of this but i'm pretty sure the people out there want to see us playing it with our special brand of humor. Yeah, we should do that. Yes. We should definitely yeah. do that. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Tell we'll us what that. you think. Do you want to see us play video games? We've been talking a whole lot about video games, but would yeah. you like to see us in action? Yeah, Show off our We've MLG also... skills? Yeah. And... <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've also got some less furry entries that we kind of brought up. I think we're getting less furry by the day. Yeah, Cool Spot. That's one. Oh, this is the franchise yeah, this platformers. Is... Yeah, this is not an actual furry, but he's just more a mascot. You
0: remember also like the McDonald's version? The McKids, what were they called again?
1: Uh, my kids. Yes. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> the black kid and the white kid, right? <laughs> also the Latino kid. I don't quite remember. Uh, just the racially sensitive kid. Yeah. But anyway, Cool Spot. That was actually a not bad platform. This this was a precursor to Twin Gym. This is from the same developers, same music maker. Yeah. Yeah. So they took on the license. They made a Cool Spot game that was <laughs> actually sweet, good. Sweet, sweet Seven Up yeah. Mania. That was, that was actually good. And then also kind of bad hard in a way. Unless you kind of played it a lot more, memorized things here and there. Yeah, I would agree that it was... Because uh... it's fist attack. Uh, cool Spot had a fist attack. It's, mm-hmm. You can shoot in all directions, but weak as fuck, actually. So there are some bad guys where you kind of have to run and shoot them, but you have to shoot them in the correct kind of timing, otherwise they won't die in time, and then you get mm. hit, and you die with Yeah, they have really weird hitboxes, and like, I mean... But the stages were creative. I mean you're a small dude, so you can expect a toy stage, you can expect, expect a bathroom stage. There's always a toy stage whenever yeah, you're a yeah. little
0: dude. Okay, I mean we also have to mention like Yo, remember James Pond? Oh <laughs> wow.
1: That's 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 Britain, that's Britain's. Talk answers. about deep cuts, yo. Oh my god. Okay And then the I sequel
0: remember... Robo Robocard, Cod,
1: Robocard. With a D. Yeah. Yo, fish puns. <laughs> I I did not play the first James Bond, but I only played Robocard. You played I think Robocon. Everyone played Robocon. Yo, did you do the cheat? Oh right, the Earth cheat, right? Yeah, the Earth cheat where oh, you could just funny. get the level select. Yeah, yeah. That was that was cool. That was funny.
0: <laughs> I never
1: saw that game. Mm-hmm. I just did that.
2: Okay, the
1: thing <laughs> is, I played through most of it. I think you got, you're fighting Christmas enemies, a snowman, a toy car. Dude, everything. toy stage is it a giant toy stage. No, no. The whole game is a freaking toy level. Uh huh. Yeah. And, I mean, you got this really cool power-up where you just extend your your body to reach up to high platforms. I gotta
0: ask, did you do the whole extend and see how high you could reach? Really I like did.
1: It? Um, I did hit the ceiling, but maybe you went to other places without a ceiling. Have you
0: do-, do you remember doing it outdoors, and you just went up and up and up, and then nothing really happened?
1: Nah, no, I don't <laughs> think I did. So nothing happened, huh? We gotta play that game again, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robocord. Yeah. James Paul. And there was actually a <laughs> lot... And you know what? That was actually one of the many games that yes. actually had really huge... Uh, sponsorship tie-ins. Really? I mean, Cool Sports one, obviously Seven Up. But uh, Robocop was actually Penguin. There was actually a oh, really? candy brand. Um, I it was a can. It was a Cadbury offshoot. I don't quite remember. But it was a, there was Penguin candy. And this in, sounds very familiar. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, this wasn't. This was actually pretty common because uh, Zool, an old Amiga Z o o l the Chopper Chops Ninja. Yes. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was Chopper Chups That Chops. <laughs> We yeah. have the best of both worlds when it comes to candies. Yeah. we got Chupa Chops. We've got American... What, what American should we got? Hershey's as well, too.
0: Yeah, the... Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I mean... Arrow. Like, Arrow is actually my favourite. That is also definitely the advantage of being in Asia because you see all the shit coming out from either sides of the pond. Yeah.
1: And it's just readily available to you because we're the suckers who still buy it. And we've got, like, Japanese knock-offs, like Kaka and Dindang. Eesh. Which are actually Japanese products made by Malaysian-Indonesians because cheaper, <laughs> right?
0: all you all of our Western fans. And just Google that shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we have no time to explain it, no. But, <laughs> yeah. but seriously, oh, here's... Okay, let's get a little bit ex- existential here. Did any of these games change your life?
1: Um, Wow. I guess Sonic did, but... Same for me, yeah. Yeah, but Mario definitely, I mean... We Don't really count. Mario many.
0: changed everybody's okay, life, okay? Yeah. Okay, but, okay, but for,
1: for the mascot side, I think Rocket Knight was the only one that was in my head. Really? Up to this day, I will still go to a Mega Drive console and show people the magic of Rocket Knight <laughs> Adventure. I will play through the game and finish it in my Yo, you eyes. just show them a picture of the, the, the pig Death Star. <laughs> yes, I think that's more than enough,
0: too. You know, that should pick convince Death you. Pig Death Star. Three words: Pig Death Star. Just play this game. <laughs> no, but yeah, and I would definitely. I mean, to me, these games were a very important part of my childhood, okay? They took up a lot of my time, especially after
1: school, especially on the weekends, you know, being the nerdy kid. They didn't have that much friends.
2: Were the clowns... <laughs> okay, I got the
1: sidetrack. Were the clowns in Arrow the Acrobat, like, you got monster clowns, are they scary or are they more comedic? I don't remember them being scary, but I remember them just being very well animated and pretty,
0: I would say, I don't know, I mean, like, Sunsoft has a very unique color palette to me. Mm. They're where, always bright, actually. Yeah, and the thing is... is like, that also kind of discern my taste... I mean, as... Uh, I'm working as a designer now... And it's like... I will always reference old video games... When I start doing my color palettes... And I always realized that Sunsoft... I mean, Konami has a habit... For being very high contrasty. Mm. But... Like... One thing about the game design of Air the Acropod, right? It was the first time I realized that... They could pull off gradients with 16-bit. I mean, you just look at screenshots... And you you swear these like even the, I mean the emulator screenshots would be definitely have their there will be four gradients clear, actually yeah true but I mean like ah oh, man if you could find a CRT monitor <laughs> with a classic Sega and you play every yeah it's so much different back then like, yeah I you could notice it. shading and depth in a way that was really interesting I mean probably the first instance where I realized things like this was in like Chuck Rock
1: maybe Ooh, yeah well, that's, speaking that's of a deep cuts a British game British made game which was the reaction to like Bonk or something right. Uh, I think it's just a reaction to mascots in general. Man, do you miss the era? I mean like... I, I do and I do not, because there was actually a lot of shit to filter from. Yeah, it's true. Throughout all the good stuff, there's actually some bad stuff that... Imagine, you see this really cool cover of a game, mm-hmm. like this cool mascot, and it turns out... it's Captain Havoc, a piece of shit game. <laughs> Yo, I and, remember that. <laughs> and and it would be like, no, I don't think I'm going to spend money ever again on a $60, 50 40 game ever. And then it turns out there are actually other games that actually stuck under the radar, like mascot games. Mm-hmm. I'm totally. just trying to remember which ones. Chester Cheetah? Did you like Chester Cheetah? Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, there was one called Prehistoric Panic. It was, a, it was called something else in Japan, but that was a pretty not bad game. It was like, imagine if Joe and Mac was a more... Streamlined platformer mm. From the same guys Some more Oh yeah, yeah yeah And Wow I think that's about it I mean it was just a game that, so that will actually speak to you Just Clever platforming Really solid gameplay You still die from one hit But The game was tailored As a
0: how a game should be made Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: But it's <laughs> tailored in the way that Yeah you can finish this Without getting hit mm. It's just those kind of games where You just gotta get good <laughs> Get good uh, Yeah Man
2: It's but, fair but, It's built in a fair way
1: But I mean like
0: If you think about it right I mean I mean it still kinda exists in very small way. I mean like as I mentioned before, like Super Meat Boy. Yeah. It okay. would definitely be kind of like a revivalist version of You've got Braid, the, the more abstract, artsy version yeah, of that. Braid is starting to feel like the most one of the most overrated games well, I've ever. Well, it's
1: played. actually it actually reminds me of an Amiga art style back then, like a British guy did it. Apparently it was a British guy. it has a very European feel, I would agree. Yeah. 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 But the whole backwards story thing or the reveal and then all that shit that Jonathan Braid was coming up. <laughs> Jonathan Blow Jonathan Blow Jonathan, Jonathan Braid Blow
0: <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to Jonathan Braid Whoever you are <laughs> The game
1: and the, and the game is Create the mold, Melt together uh, But Yeah it's... that was like Okay it seems real But At the same time nah, Why man. the fuck Did I give this a 10 again? <laughs> You give this game a 10? This is a time when I was an early games journalist. I may not know any better. For that sweet, sweet Xbox money, you <laughs> <laughs> You shilling out. you uh, Nah, but okay, I would say... I think I was just jumping on the hype. Like, you know, everyone... Like, I mean, yeah, it's a smart game, I smart I gave, I gave, game. It was a smart I give it a 10. And then I read the reviews, oh everyone else give it a 10, apparently. Mm. I, thought, I thought I was the only one. And then it turns mm. out when I play more and more, there's just some guy wanking off in front of a, this game design thing.
0: Well, I mean, that and the fact that But, I mean, you have to give great props for, like, spearheading that early 2000s indie game boom. In this mechanics and level design Which gave
1: us equally pretentious games like Fez. Oh. And and (laughs) this is is, is one instance where you can actually sort of try to not put the artist together with the arts, per Mm -hmm. se. Because the artist itself is actually quite a bigger douche. A bigger douche? Isn't he the
0: asshole who famously said that Japanese games suck at some interview I think he oh, did right? it was
1: him either him or Phil Fish but one of those guys but Jonathan Blow started that trend of becoming
0: a <laughs> yeah the, the pretentious the indie pretentious game, game developer yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Brains a good game I'll admit it yes. but like eh, I don't know it's, it's starting to lose its luster yeah. but you know what also I need to highlight this the mascot platformer probably the true spiritual successor to the entire 90s genre I need to give shoutouts to Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins. Oh yeah, probably one of the most fun multiplayer platformers I've played
1: in a long time. I'd say it's even more fun than the than the Mario games we've been getting recently.
0: You know the Mario games. Um, there's, I mean, my problem with like Mario games because I mean it's such a Japanese thing to be so
1: deep rooted in tradition and keeping it like exactly the way it is. And your life system is also very. Archaic.
0: Yo, but Archaic. heavy recommendation. Play the Rayman Origins games. I think you can find it on Steam for like ten or twenty bucks. Uh. You can probably find both of them
1: for discount. Oh, wait for All the, the bundle. Yeah. Covered. Characters. The controls are spot on. Yes. And yeah, the art style, everything is really good. The animation really is gorgeous, man. Yeah. And then when you die, <laughs> you 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 will you will actually go back to a proper checkpoint. It's very fair, and everything just goes by to a blazing fast. And you don't have to worry about lives at all because when you keep dying, you just restart over and over again at that stage Man, or the we,
0: checkpoint. I think we should do that. We need to get a couple more dudes. We need to do a proper Rayman four-player run. Yeah. If only we could find two more dudes. We can find two more dudes. By the way, uh, auditions are open for uh, Last King <laughs> yeah. um, co-hosts too, you know. Anybody want to join the table, get drunk and talk about video games and all sort of stuff. Yeah. Remember find us at thelastking.net <laughs> twitter uh, at @lastkingpodcast also on instagram
1: yeah and with um, that i think we can just cap off our mascot it was uh, a very
0: nice time chatting with you about the past oh yeah that was fun yes it was i hope you all had fun too all right but this... uh, yes we should we should wrap it up okay this is getting longer than necessary <laughs> <laughs> Look at us, a couple of old guys remembering the past. Oh, you and your Dark Souls and COD. In, back in the day,
1: in the we day, had a fucking eagle that fucked up our game. Arrow beings. the Acrobat would
0: fuck you up, man. Oh, eagle? Yeah, Ninja Gaiden too. Yeah. Fuck that bird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it will always come back over and over and over
0: again. Oh, man, you have no idea. Respawning enemies, the um, bane of our existence yeah. as children. You know what? I'm going to try an Acro- Arrow the Acrobat. And I will definitely try find... The Sparks, the games. Yeah. Okay, we owe it to each other. Yes. So, this has been Shafiq,
1: your co-host, and... This is Mr. Tafi, and we're both signing out.